everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I am fully in the Christmas spirit. Unfortunately, this episode is not, despite ostensibly being in that time of year. <laughs> I mean, I it sort of is a Christmas episode, Matt. Like, it kind of is. Honestly, the Christmas, like, if, we'll, we'll get into it, okay? There's a... I was lied to, okay? I was lied to <laughs> about this episode. Did someone this was going to be good? Someone, I had understood this to be like one of the better, not a, maybe not a good episode or a great episode. I or mean, it is one of the better future episodes. No, like a, this is, I've, this is all on, like, I've heard the, maybe it's my own fault, but I've always, I've heard of like, oh, this is comparable to a Golden Years episode. This is one of the post Golden Years episodes that is like oh, really, God. really. Oh, well, yeah, I know, man. I did watch this episode, so I do agree. Yeah, no, God, no. Anyway, hi, hello. We are Body Wise Supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. $5 a month gains access to that much, much more. We have something to thank, Matthew. Fantastic. We have a new JJ, a second JJ, JJ Lowe. Thank you, JJ. Thank you, JJ. This week's episode is Holidays of Future Past. Episode NABF 18, originally aired December 11th, 2011, written by Jay Stewart Burns, directed by Rob Oliver, received a 3.6 rating with 6.4 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, cafeteria trees are not toboggans. That's not bad. That's not a bad gag. You know, that's a, that's it's a, the kind of thing you expect Bart to do. Yeah, exactly. That's, it's, it's in that, you know, they usually split it. You know, sometimes you get in character gags and sometimes you don't. And this is one of the in character ones that I think works really well. The couch gag, the Simpsons family are gingerbread people. Uh, they jump on a plate for Santa Claus and Homer eats his own arm. That's again, a cute enough gag. Yeah. Cute enough gag. I'm going to ask an important question. Before we get started, I'm going to ask a very important question. Okay. Did you laugh at anything this episode? Oh, I was trying to think, and I was going through the notes, and I don't think so. I don't recall laughing anything. Same. Same. I did not laugh. I did not I mean, laugh. A lot of the jokes are about, hey, what would we do with future technology? And like, oh, look, we, we made it so Mackie can't talk, and just, oh, my God. It's, I, I think of all the things I take away from this, like, here's my bullet points. I think the un, some of the underlying story and, like, moments between all the family members is really good. Yes. Like there's the, at the core here. I'm like, okay, I think you've got something here with this. Oh, you know, how do Bart and Lisa, you know, relate to their children uh, because of how they were raised. Fantastic question. Let's find out. Oh, we're not going to do that. Well, it's, I, I, so that is, I bring that up first because I think it is, the, that is the positive. I come away from the pot. If I was going to say something positive about this episode, I would say the underlying character moments, the interactions between all the family, different sets of family members in the, in, you know, in the future are have really f in good things in them at the basis, at the foundation. Um, unfortunately, they are buried underneath maybe one of the unfunniest episodes of The Simpsons that ever has existed. Okay, I don't know about most unfunny. There's some dumb crap in here. We've had much, much worse. I mean, we'll have to see at the end, but I, I don't think this is like 400 plus range. I'm not saying it's offensive, Matt. I'm just saying per the amount of jokes and the amount of oh, times I yes. laughed. You're, you're correct, yes. The ratio is sky high over this one it is loaded with <laughs> attempts at jokes 
and not there's not a single laugh in them and it's just and it's nonstop it is like watching that video essay we talked about um the simpsons is good again has broken my brain because it may bring some of the point like oh post going years episodes have way more jokes in them but they're way less funny and now it's all i can think about especially in episodes like this where it is you are bombarded. It feels like you're under attack, and you're just getting sh- you're getting shot in over and over again with jokes. Pow- the shot the the joke shotgun is in a full effect. It's just shooting you the entire time, and they just bounce off. You're just being pelted, and it it I, I, it feel, makes the episode interminable and unpleasant, and it undermines and undercuts every single emotional beat. They do a, a decent enough job at planting. Um, so we start right after Thanksgiving dinner. Everyone is un, uh, loosening their pants. Uh, they're full or stuffed full of food. Um, Thanksgiving dinner is over. So it is time for Christmas season and it's time for Christmas card photos. And Marge gets the family all set up. Thanksgiving dinner officially over, which means it's the start of Christmas season, which means Christmas card photos. Yep. I'm Santa. Oh, now I'll never die. Can't we just send out a picture of the pets dressed like reindeer? We tried that last year. Don't! Who cares what we look like in whatever stupid year this is? You'll understand one day when you have kids of your own. Um, who says we're going to have kids of our own? Not me, man. This cycle of jerks has to end. Are we done yet? It's a Wonderful Life is about to start. I wonder what my life would have been like if I'd never seen that movie. Just look happy. They, and I'll say this, Matt. They get to this, uh, all this whole, most 99% of this episode takes place in the flash forward. And they get there pretty quick. I'll give them that. Um, That's true. That's one of the things the, 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 the season 20s are, are doing better than those. There's not a, a series of inciting incidents. Inciting incident is, hey, what's life going to be like in the future? You know, you kids will appreciate this Christmas card stuff. When you have your own kids, boom, we're in the future. It is at least not wasting that time. And I think I like this this narrative, like this the this conceit um, where they we are kind of we're teleported to the future through Christmas card pictures. We see just a montage of of Christmas card photos of them over the years, seeing the changes in the families as everyone ages, as they, you know, get different relationships, break up, marry, blah, 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 blah. We see everyone age up. We see Bart get married, have kids, get divorced. We see uh, Lisa go through multiple relationships before she ends up with Millhouse and a child. Um, and at that point, we just jump into it, uh, where we now see grown-up Bart, dad Bart. As I started calling him in our notes, um, who is yeah. old and divorced and not a great dad, uh, he is somehow living in Springfield Elementary. They don't explain why the school is now an apartment building, um, but he is. Um, we kind of are just dumped into Bart and his new status quo. You're two weeks late on the rent, Bart. Not to mention that geography report from thirty years ago. Don't worry. I got some buyers coming over to look at my good kidney. They grow back, right? Just get me that rent or you'll be expelled. You mean evicted? Mm-hmm. Transporter engaged. 
Now what? Mom, don't make us go to Dad's. It smells like dog, but there's no dog. You know, I can hear everything you say during crossfades. What are you doing here? Mom says you have to watch us over the holidays. She says you're our dad and you need to act like it. Christmas with you is going to suck. You're wrong. This is going to be your best Christmas ever. Really? Yeah, give me some credit. <laughs> I'll just dump them at my mom's. You know, we can hear thoughts now. Damn it. I swear the their idea of what technology is going to be available in like 30 years it just is really weird. <laughs> Matt, you're... The, the amount of time that you spent thinking about it while you watched this episode and as you're thinking about it now is more time than they spent about it. They thought oh, thinking sure. about it at all. Yeah. They did not every single that it, it it is ridiculous. It is absurd. Um, it's not clever and it's not funny. It is just stuff thrown at the wall. That is all that's going on. They are just throwing crap at the wall because some of it might be funny. That's all they hope for. They, there's no coherent thought process. Oh, what will be possible in 30 years? Let's make jokes about that. No, let's just have everything. It is literally just that thought process. Like, let's do everything we can think of. It's not coherent. It doesn't make any sense. It undermines and undercuts any kind of story they want to tell. They don't care. They just do it anyway. Um, I'm try- I'm, I, It's going to take all my effort in the world not to bring up every single instance of it. But it's throughout the entire episode. <laughs> it's not just here, this one thing. You're like, why does that exist alongside this? It doesn't make any sense. This doesn't feel like a real place. That's important to the Simpsons. They don't care. Um, well, of course not. I, I mean, I, you say that, Matt. Of course not. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know why I'm like this, but I can't. I just can't jump to the conclusion that they're not gonna try. Is that is that my is that me at fault now? Is this my problem? I think you're not cynical enough. Is the problem okay? Uh, because at, at this stage, I mean, we know this is the worst part about doing this show is we know that in modern Simpsons, they do they start trying again at some point and it starts to get better. So we know that it's possible. And we know about when it occurs, but we have to keep asking ourselves in these mid-20 seasons, why weren't they trying here? Like, what is different? What what changed? And we honestly don't know. And that's probably the worst part. I It's it's more just like, I I they made good television in 2011, man. That was the birth of, like, the prestige era where everything was suddenly incredible. Uh, it's not, imp- they were making Great Simpsons in the 90s. It's not like it's impossible to write good I'm not even asking for great. I just want like, like, why are we having teleportation? We have teleportation. We have living trees. We have airplanes that suddenly are now Mad Max. We have uh, cars that somehow can both fly and not fly at the same time. We have talking computers. You can plug yourself into a computer into a virtual world through just a, t- a neck jack. You, I could go on forever. This is just the 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 top surface of like all the technology we see in this episode. And you're like, they just do all this because they thought they had that in a moment. Someone thought let's include it. And so they did because that's all that it is. We jump from life to Bart with life with Lisa, uh, kind of a stark contrast, which I do like as well. I wish they went into it more. I wish they did all yeah. of the interesting character stuff, more of it and less stupid gags that aren't funny to begin with because you see Bart, he's poor, he's a deadbeat dad, uh, he's living in this school. Lisa is in Which a is nice... Which is now a series of apartments. <laughs> yes, exactly. Lisa is 
has a nice house, apparently. She has a teenage daughter, uh, Zia, and she's married to Millhouse. Millhouse is sick with seasonal allergies. Um, they kind of use that as a way to get him away from <laughs> this episode. Well, yeah, the, the, their portion of the episode is supposed to be about Lisa and her relationship with Zia. So they don't really want Millhouse in there. Millhouse ended up. Uh, but we never could find out what does Lisa do for a living? What else is there going on in Lisa's life? We have no idea. All we know is she has Zia and she's married to Milhouse. That's about it. Yeah. Which is, again, if there was less time with the stupid gags, uh, I would more greatly appreciate it. Um, And this is where we kind of are introduced to Milhouse is there and then he vanishes again because of seasonal allergies. We are, this is mostly introduces to Lisa's status quo and her relationship with her daughter, her teenage daughter, Zia. Hi, Zia. How did you do on your math test? Gee, I'm fine, Mom. Thanks for asking. I'm going online. (laughs) How did my daughter turn into my brother? Don't blame me. When we had her, they used only the best genetic material, which meant none of mine. You parked the car. That helped. I guess... Maybe my mom would have some ideas. Why don't you take Zia to your parents for Christmas while I nurse my allergies in one of the non-Christmas celebrating states? You could go back to Michigan. It's still under Sharia law. Yeah, but they always make me wear a veil. I know it's for the best, but really, why why does Milhouse want them out of the house, and why would going to a state that doesn't celebrate Christmas help? Matt. I know, I know. Now I'm asking the stupid questions. They don't. They didn't think about it. Again, it, I told you. They just want to get Milhouse away out of the picture. Because that's a, and, I, and I don't mind that, honestly. That is a different... Like, see, that's the thing. Like, There is so much. And that's part of the reason why I think this episode is seductive. And why people are like, no, this one's really good. It's because... Think of... The, what if this was the new status quo? Right? What if this was The Simpsons all of a sudden? Not and without all the wacky nonsense they throw into it, but it's just like, oh, it's 30 years later, the kids are in their late 30s, early 40s, they have their own children, and we're kind of navigating their new lives. There's so much here. We haven't, we what is Lisa's job? We don't know, she's successful. I mean, in the other future, future flash forward episodes, she's a the president, so. I we can assume and they have a nice house. We can assume that she has a nice job. Um they have you know, Zia has a computer that she can plug herself into. Uh I mean so is Lisa. It's, I mean they're all getting mails in their brains. So I mean, I don't even know why they need a computer unless unless like usual, the computer the computers that you put in your brain to receive mail have terrible GPUs. So really it's just a shell for a GPU. Again, Matt, it doesn't like there's no thought process. They they wrote jokes and then they we need some crazy magic to explain the joke. That is what they do. But there's a lot of substance here that you could explore. You could explore Lisa's relationship with Milhouse. Does she actually love Milhouse? Like there's there's a couple of allusions to this where she's like, should I have married Nelson? <laughs> and like, that's like, oh, what are we just doing that? And, and like, no, we got to keep Milhouse out of this because the real quite the real focus on this episode is her relationship with Zia and Bart's relationship with his two sons. You can't bring in the Millhouse stuff and like that's a whole other episode. Like you couldn't, you don't have time for it in this. They don't, they don't even really have time for this. Um, but you hear that, you hear like this, the the same kind of discord. I mean, Zia is a teenager. That's what it, that's all I hear in this is like, oh yeah, she's a teenager. 
she's you know your 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 brain doesn't work right. You got a lot of chemicals in there. You're not you're not used to them. You don't know what you're doing. You're doing your best, but it's not very good. All that's all teenagers. Um, Maggie, we cut to Maggie. We cut to all three kids. Maggie is a rock star, Matt. Indeed, Maggie is a rock star, and yet somehow, somehow, Robbie, in this episode, we don't hear her voice at all. You remember in the Lisa's wedding, mm-hmm. and we see Maggie as a teenager in that episode. Yep, and she doesn't speak in that episode. And she never, but, never says anything. But she never sees that uh, says anything. But we also like they, they don't keep her in the episode. No, they they cut to that like twice, maybe three times in that in Lisa's wedding, and that's the gag. She doesn't say anything because they want to keep up that conceit. Uh, that was 20 years ago, almost at this point. <laughs> and by this point, The Simpsons. And they c- keep cutting to Maggie. Maggie is pregnant. She's a preg- She's rock star. She's pregnant. Pregnant from one of the dudes in the band, probably. Well, we, we don't know. It's implied that it's one of the guys in the band, but Matt, we don't know. Matt, it's one of the guys in the band. Um, almost certainly, but no one ever says. No one's... It doesn't matter. All of this is like Maggie's pregnant and she's she wants to go home for Christmas. She never says a word. And I do you like gags where Maggie doesn't say a word and that's the gag is she's not going to say anything because you're going to get it no. about 20 times in this episode. Every time we cut to Maggie, we spend an significant amount of time with her. I know nothing about her, despite the fact that she's now a rock star. Matt here. This is me. Try. I want I would love I want to travel back in time. Can I, I want to travel back in time to the writer's room when they were writing this episode, and I just want to <laughs> pop in and be like, hi, y'all don't know me. Uh, in a few years from now, I'm going to start this podcast talking about The Simpsons. But I'm just giving y'all per- official permission. You're in, the se- you're in season 23. You can have adult Maggie talk. It is okay. You don't need to have this stupid... It is okay to do that. This... Uh, you're, this episode's supposed to be heartfelt. You're allowed to have Maggie just have a voice now. Bring in a celebrity guest if you really want to. She's not going to be talking a lot. She's going to be a baby for the most of the rest of the show. She can talk. You do not need to write a single joke is that she doesn't say anything. Again, we've had we've lived with this joke for 20 years. Please, stop it. Please. Um, she's pregnant. She wants to go home. That becomes her the basically the plot is those two things kind of trying to get home and then having her baby. Those are the things that happen to Maggie in this episode. And I say happen to Maggie because she has no agency. We don't hear her voice. We know nothing about Maggie. She, we know, I know about um, only thing that you additionally know about Maggie in this episode that you don't know in the past is that she is pregnant and that she's a rock star. I know nothing else about Maggie. I don't know. Is, is, does she enjoy her life? Does she like being a musician? How rich is she? Why, if she's so rich, why does she not just give some money to Bart? Like she just they, they say she did a yeah. sold out show in Beijing. It means Maggie is a millionaire. Yeah, why doesn't she have a private jet? Yeah, why isn't Maggie giving like she can't support her own brother? Why is it Bart just like be, like go on the road with her, become like a roadie or something? Like give him a job. Yeah. Like if it's all you, that's what you do when you're super rich. You give your family members jobs. That they only have to, and they get a, a living if they they don't have a job they want. Like it's not, but they don't see like again, Matt. This is this is a feedback loop where you see it immediately. Like this, when you think about it for one second, you're like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. They just went, oh, that's funny. What would be the funniest? This is what their thought process is. Literally, they went, 
you know it'd be funny if someone did this someone went, you know it'd be funny if maggie still couldn't couldn't was we didn't still haven't didn't have maggie talk in the far future um what's even funnier oh she's a rock star she's a singer so she sings all the time she always is, is singing and talking but we don't hear her. isn't that funny no it's hilarious robbie just it's hilarious not funny um, so we cut back to Marge and Homer. They are in bed uh, in future times. They're reading holo- book book holograms. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's not even like there's not even they ask the, the computer asks Homer why he's reading a children's book. Um, but Marge is happy that everyone is coming home. Oh, Marge, how would you like some future sex? Why do you say future? This is now. I meant a week from tomorrow. That's when the new penis gets here. I just got a message from Maggie in my brain. Ooh, a B-mail. She's coming home for Christmas. And Bart's bringing the boys. And Lisa's coming with Zia. For once, the whole family's going to be here for the holidays. Hey, I got a B-mail, too. You have won a valuable prize. Open now. Don't open it, homie. It's a virus. Too late. I... <laughs> God, the, the, the future sex joke. That That is the, the time in this episode I rolled my eyes so hard it gave me a headache. I will say this, Matt. I was... Uh... Perhaps for trivia purposes, I was looking to other future set episodes of this uh, uh, of The Simpsons, and I'll I'm going to ask you a question. See, what, this is not your uh, one of your trivia questions, but I'll just ask you a point. You know, a very simple question: Do you think they've made this joke this this same exact joke where Homer goes, "Would you like to have future something?" And Marge goes, "In every single future episode, yeah, they've done the same joke. Of course, they have. Of course, it's the same joke." Where we reference the fact that we're in a few... It, again, I give you permission. Stop doing it. Uh-huh. You've done it enough times. Do a different thing. That It involves thinking of something new. I know, it's hard, but you can do it. We got to our commercial commercial at 6 minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, when we come back, uh, there's a short scene of... I can't remember what before they're untangling the lights. Do you remember what happens before that, Robbie? Mm, I believe Homer's... The, I know Homer's there with dressed like a snowman, but I don't remember anything before that. Yeah, he just says something about. I think that's part of the clip I captured. He okay. says that he just he's not gonna go build a snowman. He just loves to smoke his pipe and eat a carrot. Anyway, so first up, we have Bart find out that his ex has gotten remarried from his children that he did not know, and uh, it's depressing. Oh man, I can't believe they still haven't figured out a way to detangle Christmas lights. Mom's boyfriend is good at detangling them. Well, maybe Mom should marry him. She did. We weren't supposed to tell you. Your mother remarried. Hey, Grandpa, are you going to build a snowman? No, I just like to dress up to eat my carrots and smoke. Dad, can you take the boys out for a while? I don't feel so good. Thanks for spending so much time with us, Dad. Who wants to go to the park and ride the merry-go-nowhere? I do, I do! I can't believe she got married, and I have no one. It's so hard to find somebody new. Sure is. That's why after Homer accidentally killed Edna, I married Maud's ghost. There is no God, Nettie. It's just an empty, meaningless void. Isn't <laughs> she pretty? So many things about that. First of all, oh, look, Edna's dead. Oh, huh. I, I don't I don't like to tell the future like that. That's depressing. I mean, this is one of the, like, this is one of the many, like, pointless, like, why, why, why is Maud a, 
here and why is she a ghost? Why is how is Flanders married to her? Like, how do you marry ghosts? Like, there's not even a moment uh, to go. Oh, this is real life. This is immediately. This is cartoon. This is a cartoon. This is a. This isn't this funny. Like, I can't. You are undercutting the. You can't take this very seriously when you're constantly just like, oh, look at this. Isn't this so funny? Like, she's married to a ghost. Like, what do you mean he's married to a ghost? Oh, and Edna's dead. Isn't that really? That's super helpful and hopeful. No, I mean like it's not. I have bad news for you, Matt. Unfortunately, all men, all cast members of The Simpsons will have will pass away at some point. Um, so I don't. They, it's not like they <sighs> literally tried to predict Marshall Wallace's uh, uh, passing, but yeah. it's this. It's more the, of a line of like they just again. It's just like you know, it'd be funny. That's all they thought. They went, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Ned's married to Maud's ghost? And everyone was like, sure. That's all this, and like they just, but they do it everything with everything, and all of it just feels like a mishmash of ideas. It doesn't feel feel like a coherent place. Well, no, the, the technology's not real. There seems to be magic. Is it safe? Is it not safe? How in the world is Mister Burns still alive? It's it's it makes no sense whatsoever. No, and it it, it undermines you your suspension of disbelief. You have to believe in the reality of this place, and like. I don't know how to exp- it feels like that was a very compl- understood thing uh in the the best episodes of the Simpsons like it's and it's not oh it's in the future so we can do whatever we want no and even in Lisa's wedding they undercut that message all the time like when you look at other episodes that went into the future they purposefully undercut that trope of like oh it's the future all kinds of crazy technology exists no actually yeah there's crazy technology but it it's always broken like that's the thing like there's there's robots in the future in lisa's wedding but they break <laughs> like constantly and set themselves mm-hmm. on fire so it, it immediately you go oh yeah they have tech, new technology but it's kind of crummy just like new technology now yeah we have new technology it's kind of crummy it doesn't always work <laughs> All technology is through, it goes through stages. It's brand new and barely works. Then it gets you know mostly there, and then it's just a little bit crummy, and eventually it just pretty much works. And then we find new technology to replace it, which is now crummy again. It you know exactly like, they don't. But when you have just like appearances of ghosts, and later we have living trees, like there is no feeling of that this is a real place this feels like a made-up story even despite the fact this is technically supposed to be real this is supposed to be a a, a canon future of the simpsons or at least one of them and it does it never mm-hmm. and no at no one point did i go oh this is real i went oh this is a fun fairy tale this is this is just you know it's all made up and it makes it, it makes me believe in it less which is it's a, like i don't want to get all touchy-feely about it but that matters um and I don't know. I I like the idea of also like it's very cynical and dark. Like I like the idea of Flanders being married to someone he loves when he's old, not a lonely. Still. I mean, hopefully. I mean, Flanders is not the greatest guy in the world, and I feel like I feel like some writers have characters they particularly hate, and I feel like a lot of them hate Flanders. Just want bad things for him. Well, that's Matt. You just raised a topic that's going like like that's three hours of conversation. Okay, we don't have time for this. I know. What I happens know. next? Moving on. All right, uh, so uh, we see Maggie. She's about to teleport because they have teleporters just, you know, 20, 30 years in the future. Uh, but she, you're not supposed to teleport when you're pregnant, so she has to take a plane. For some reason, the planes are Mad Max style where they're being steered from on top by a guy with a who's leading it like a horse. And there's just, we won't see this now, but we do see it later. Uh, 
there's just a whole bunch of people like, you're eating dog food on the plane. Everyone is poor and, you know, beleathered. It's just the weirdest. Why? Why is flying like this? Even if teleporting was cool and like the thing that rich people do, why would planes be like that? Doesn't make any sense. Again, that's what, again, it's again another thing like, oh, air travel's like Mad Max. Why? Why would it suddenly be like Mad Max? Like, oh, it's cheaper to, wouldn't it be more expensive to fly by? by plane but it's run by like again you're there's never there's no thought process they just someone went you know it'd be funny if there was just mad max airplanes and like and you're like okay yeah anyway moving on uh we get a scene with lisa and zia at the family kitchen table at the simpson home uh they are antagonistic towards one another uh marge tells lisa to uh, basically just you know Relax. This is the way teenagers are. You'll understand it more when you're older kind of thing. Lisa is, of course, upset by this. Uh, we then see Homer take his grand uh, grandsons uh, on a tour of old Springfield. Uh, or, uh, well, I mean, it's it's new Springfield, old Springfield, whatever you want to call it. It is. What the, is left of Springfield? It is. It, Springfield's like a, is a slum now. Like, and like, is, is it? Like, Why? Do we know why <laughs> it's just inevitable entropy of life? Is that all we get? The only explanation we get, I guess, as I guess, Springfield is, I, I get a lot of dystopian future from this episode. Like, oh, it's good for some things are good for some people, but they're bad for other people, which I mean, that would be interesting if they went into it at all. But no, they just try to make jokes off of it. it but it's not coherent, Matt. It's not for, it's not in place for everything. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what. Yeah, I know. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so we get to see a, a quick montage of Snake, who is now a RoboCop-type cyborg, trying to uh, rob the Quickie Mart. They're a cashless society, so we don't know what he wants, or at least Apu tells us that. Uh, Apu's eight children are not helping him run the Quickie Mart. Apparently, it is making enough money to sustain uh, nine adults who run it, I guess. Uh, for some Somehow, Bart and the, the grandsons, whose names I don't think we ever get, are not shot, but they do get some free squishies out of it. It's Homer and the, uh, the Homer's with them, not Bart. Yes, sorry, Bart. Yeah, Bart. Uh, my bad. Um, Mr. Bur- Mr. Burns' mansion and throw a brick through the window. And in one of the most depressing scenes, Mr. Burns, who is somehow still alive and looks practically the same, tells an older Smithers to release the hounds. And Smithers brings out a bucket of dog bones. Like, in 30 years, Mr. Hurt, ha- Mr. Burns never got new hounds? What? I just... <sighs> Matt, it is there because they had a joke. I guess I'm going to keep saying that, man. Like that's every, like, there's so much in this episode is like, they thought of a funny joke where they went, Oh, what if they just dump out bones? Yeah. And that's it. That's it. There's nothing else. There's no substance behind it. There's nothing there. It is the antithesis of a Simpsons joke, I guess. Okay. Uh, we then see Kearney, uh, who is, uh, taking, he's driving, he's driving a cab, taking Maggie home from the airport. Uh, when unfortunately Maggie goes into labor. Then we get so many terrible jokes. Okay, so this starts out, they're waiting in traffic on the road, despite that every car we've seen so far is a hover car. As soon as it becomes an emergency, Kearney tells the car, drives it to the computer hospital, or the computer hospital, to drive it to the hospital. It, of course, drives him to a computer hospital, a computer repair place instead, which it does by zooming out over the traffic. Just... And then this is one of the stupidest. I wanted to throw something at the screen. This next joke. <laughs> After arriving at the computer hospital, Kearney says, "Okay, we're going to do this the old-fashioned way. 
rolls up his sleeves, open the glove box where there is a set of driving gloves, and he tells the driving gloves to drive him to the hospital. What? I guess the gloves are magic, and the the, the technology is just terrible. Magic works really well. I I mean, Matt, what happened? You know, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I thought when I I was like, what what is this? I was like, what's this? I, know. I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really like angry, or I was just confused. I'm like, what do you, what are we, what are you? Okay, I was, I was just, <laughs> I was just like baffled. I'm like, what's going on? I don't know. Like they. Well, I, now, Robbie, it is your turn to be baffled because that is when we go to a commercial. Oh boy, I'm glad you at least the fourth act is the this the long the the, the longer act versus the second or third. Yeah. So you get all that, Matt. Uh, good job. Thanks. This is here. I will say this: the third act starts with I think it, what is the best the best scene in the episode, um, where Bart and Lisa. It is evening of Christmas Eve, I believe. Right? This is or Christmas Eve Eve. I think it's Christmas Eve Eve, and. Yes. They Bart is upset still. Uh, you know, this is he Homer has taken the, the two his two sons out, which I don't think we ever get their names, Matt. You're right. And so he's kind of up upstairs, he's in the treehouse just drinking. And uh, Lisa's kind of upset, sad about her relationship kind of crumbling with Zia. And so she joins him in the treehouse and they kind of drink together and commiserate. I really like this. <sighs> hey, Lise, want to come up? Eh, why not? Should I have married Nelson? Because we still talk on the phone. Nelson calls you? Well, someone calls someone. The boys think I'm a lousy father. Oh, poor Bart. My daughter thinks I'm a lousy mother. <laughs> Sorry. Eh, it's okay. But you know who took her side? Marge Bouvier Simpson. <sighs> What'd she do? She told me to relax and bake cookies. Did you bake any? Yes, I did. And they were some of the best cookies ever made in this house. But that is not the point. Well, Mom kept her hands off you and you turned out great. You think so? Maybe it's the court-mandated sincerity chip I got in my brain. But at least you're the person I always wanted to be. Court mandated sincerity chip. Yep. You don't need to include that. That's the other thing. Like you don't need to have. You can just let a moment be sweet. Um, but I really, I like. I particularly like this old drunk, older drunk Lisa or Tipsy Lisa. <laughs> it's really like Yearly Smith does a great job. Um, and the the they write her. They write that very well. Like it's very much like thank you very much. They are the best, some of the best cookies ever made in this house. The way that she pronounces <laughs> Marge Bouvier, like the way she says her mo- their mom's full name, like that—that that reminds me of conversations I've had with my sister as an adult. Now that we are both like you know grown and have careers and stuff and children, and we are we have like this distance from our childhoods, and I think this one scene does a really good job of get, making this. Until they the stupid sincerity chip line like this felt real. This felt like mm-hmm. an, an honest, authentic conversation of these of of brother a brother and sister, half drunk, kind of just commiserating over their their problems. Which is a thing you didn't do as much when you're a kid with your with your sibling. At least that's me. Like it was more of like this. You you, 
you don't know the relationship with your sibling very well when you're a, a, a kid. You're you're feeling it out constantly because you yourself don't know your own relationship with you. And now when you're older and you understand yourself more and them more, you can't have this relationship means more. And I thought, oh, wow, this is really good. This is a, 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 a touching even, heartfelt. And then guess what happens, Matt? Immediately after this. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we do see Homer playing with the two uh, boys inside, which is another nice moment. That's really sweet. Uh, and there's even some reflection in here about Homer being a better grandfather than he ever was a dad. And I like that, too. But Lisa and Bart go inside, and they need to get down from the tree. Bart claps his hands. The tree has a face, and it it talks to them and lowers them to the ground, and then talks about how... The fact that all trees were alive was once a secret, and now it is no longer a secret. And Bart says, and Bart's like, uh, dismisses the tree, and the tree turns back into its normal form. After what I think is the best scene in this episode, we get this nonsense. They just have to ruin it. They can't help themselves. Like it's literally like we have ghosts in this. We have a lot living trees. Just because it's set thirty, guess what, guys. In 30 years or whatever, it's still going to be boring life. Like, it doesn't, because it's set 30 years in the future, it does not need, we need fantasy elements in the episode. Stop it. God almighty. It immediately undercut all that, like, heartfelt emotion. We immediately get this gag about a living tree. Like, why is this tree alive? I immediately, I'm not, I'm not thinking about Barton Lease anymore. Now I'm going, wait a minute, what? Why is this tree alive? What? There's living trees? Are you telling me every tree in the world is alive now? Every tree, Matt. Apparently. And not only that, they do what humans say. Like, why would they bother? <laughs> There's, I, you, I, did, I, I mean, I know that the writers didn't think about this. Do you know how many trees there are in the world? There's, there's millions of trees. There's lots of trees. <laughs> like, you know, like, are you telling me that you walk through like if i walk down the street with my dog and there's a bunch of trees on the road you know growing up in people's yards they're gonna talk to me as i go is that what's gonna happen apparently okay oh boy um lisa half drunk goes to wake up marge and 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 kind of tell her she's sorry and consoles them and they kind of make up bart goes to try and connect to his kids um we cut to maggie at the hospital she still not doesn't speak. Don't forget the one joke they do where she doesn't talk. Um, she's still not doing that. Um, this is where we touch on Homer being uh, he, Homer's playing with the boys, and the and I believe Bart says you know talks about him being a better grandfather than he was a dad. And I there's really interesting things there. Like that is also something really interesting to explore. They don't do a very good job of it uh, for the most part. Uh, I think they kind of run into the form by the end of the, of the end of the episode, but it's kind of there's I think they leave stuff on the table, which I think you could say thing that say that about this entire episode, <laughs> right? They leave things on the table. You could easily pull more in, um, because unfortunately, man, they have to make room for this really good joke. Okay, they have a really good joke. They needed to make time for it, where they we go back to the hospital. Maggie's about to give birth. Um. Still, no one's there. By the way, I guess Kearney's still there. Is Kearney still yes, there? They, they, I, I guess they they couldn't get in touch with anybody in the family, so now Kearney is the only one there with her. Okay. Um. 
she's in a lot of pain, so they have something that will, that will help, and it's way better than any drugs. Uh, Hibbert's there, old Hibbert. Uh, he pulls out a pacifier and gives it to Maggie. This is the best they got. Then we cut to, strangely enough, Marge visiting Apu in his house, where the octuplet octuplets live. Meaning all octu- all the octuplets of the eight uh, eight of Apu's children, all each themselves have eight kids, sixty four children. Mm-hmm. Robbie, as I recall, in the episode where they had the octuplets, a whole bunch of people gave Manjula fertility drugs. It doesn't matter, Matt. Don't even think about it. Like I try, like I really I know you want to yell and scream and stuff. It doesn't. You know, they immediately went. You know, it'd be funny. Like that's when I keep bringing that up. Oh, that you know that we you know it'd be funny. That's all that's happened here. You know, it'd be funny if all the eight kids had eight kids. There'd be 64 kids and Apu wants to die. And he has a, <laughs> and he has a cow in there with him that he thinks is his cousin that has reincarnated. That's not his cousin, though. It's a mongoose from 600 years ago. Uh, okay. How, why would the cow net? Like, again, it doesn't matter. They just went, you know what? You know, it'd be funny. We have old Apu with 64 grandchildren. And, a, and Marge opens the door, closes the door wrong, and they all get they all cry. Like again, what does this have to do with this plot? Why is this here? It's not. Is this funny? Did someone laugh? If you laughed in the writers' room at this, shame on you, because you propagate this monster, this monstrosity. Okay, <laughs> don't laugh at this stuff. Okay, someone should have groaned, and uh, and so that was someone they would rewrite this joke. Um, Again, lazy reincarnating as a cow, and it's not him. Like, what's the point of this? What are we doing? What does this have to do with Christmas, by the way? This is theoretically a Christmas episode. What is it? Theoretically, what? yes. Okay. We go to our final commercial with that. That's how we end Hackman with Marge making a p- the 64 <sighs> grandchildren cry. Uh, 14 minutes and 35 seconds. Okay. Okay. So we're going to wrap all this up real quick. I mean, it's it not real off. quick, man. It's like a six-minute last act, so... <laughs> okay, fine. So, Lisa goes into the ultranet to look for Zia. I guess that's the future internet. Uh, we get a bit about her denying friend requests on whatever the future Facebook is, uh, including Nelson, who she not only blocks but punishes somehow. Ouch, future internet. I was going to say, didn't she already talk about her calling him and having talking on the phone? She sure did. Okay. So, you know... That's not very cool. That's not a cool thing to do, Lisa. Yes. Uh, we also find out that apparently in the future, Google uh, enslaved half the planet, but it's still a great search engine. Well, unfortunately, Matt, yeah. as as of the day we were recording this, uh, they've yet to enslave half the planet. They have definitely become evil, but their search engine is complete crap. So, Yeah, that's the sad part. And now we have no good search engines. Yes. Anyway. What about Bing? Uh, Matt, we have Bing. You can always bing it. Robbie, I will drive over there and <laughs> smack you if you suggest that again. I'd rather use Yahoo. <laughs> oh, um, bing. So it really tries. Lisa, Lisa searches for Zia in Google, and apparently it leads her right to a VR door that she could just walk through and pry on Zia's life. Which, dang, Google, I know you guys are great on stealing everyone's information, but, oh, boy, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's excessive. Again, Matt, it's just literally, like, they, they what does this have to do with the rest of this? Like, do we have to go into, like, virtual spaces for this episode to work? Why? Why couldn't you write this I, simpler? Because it's the future, and you, what would you do in the future if you wanted to, just, just, you know, spy on somebody? Oh, you, you 
go through the internet into their most private thoughts and memories. Like, I, I, don't, I don't. Well, yeah, where is this? Anyway. Did, did Zia design that? Like, okay, I'm not, sorry. Sorry. I apologize. I'm not going to ask any more questions. Just continue. <laughs> okay. So, uh, meanwhile, Bart is out looking for his uh, children uh, who are with Homer. I uh, can't seem to find him. He gets pulled over by Ralph, who apparently died, but they cloned him and made him the same age. Uh, he then accidentally shoots himself in the head. Another one shows up. He gets uh, steps out into the middle of traffic and gets run over after Bart just leaves because it's Ralph. It's not like he's going to stop you. Uh, then a truck crashes and a whole bunch of Ralphs run out burning from the back of the truck. I don't know where this is going, but that's that's what it is. Apparently, all of Future Springfield is run by Ralph clones because it, it, Matt, it's cheap, it, I guess. Well, you don't know where this is going here. I'll, you know it would be funny? If Ralph shot himself in the head and you're like, what on earth is wrong with you? What is wrong with you guys? Like, what on earth are you doing? I know. This is not Trails of Horror, by the way, Matt. This is not Trails of Horror episode. This is not future. But it's the future, so it totally doesn't have to happen. This is, I can't, this is my other, okay, right along with you don't, Maggie's allowed to talk now. My other thing is, just because an episode takes place at a time or place that is not normal, does not mean the normal rules of Earth do not exist anymore. Can we please stop? It's not Trails of Horror. This is not a Futurama episode. Can you please not have thousands of that truck crashes Matt and there, a bunch of Ralph clones are in the back of the truck that Ralph is also driving that hits Ralph uh-huh okay moving on uh so uh Bart goes into Moe's to looking for Homer find Lenny and Carl who have switched brains for some convoluted plot involving one of their wives I didn't pay attention because it was stupid here Matt no 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 we're gonna I need to talk about this or I'm gonna lose my mind this is another one like why damn it lenny and carl bar goes in and they not have just switched brains they've also switched voices which doesn't make any uh-huh. sense if they nope. switch brains you'd go oh that's lenny but speaks with carl's voice but no they've also switched voices probably because they think it would be the thought process is it would be confusing to the audience if their voices were the same um but on but then they went and said oh we switch brains because lenny's wife was with carl but we then found out that lenny's wife switched brains with a monkey mm-hmm. so are you telling me we're i'm just like this thought processes carl has been having sex with a monkey in a woman's body uh-huh <sighs> like and they just dropped this in the middle of this episode this is the fourth act right this is like climactic push for like this is supposed to be in a typical Christmas type story. This is like mm-hmm. oh, we need the fa- and like, it, and it otherwise does kind of follow that trajectory of like oh we need to get all these different in all these different infighting all these different relationship problems. We need for everyone to be friendly again so that we can all celebrate Christmas and have a nice Christmas morning and have it all be great, right? And that's the trajectory of so many Christmas stories, so many holiday set movies and stories is like oh. Everyone's upset with each other. We need to make amends and then celebrate together, loving each other again, right? Mm-hmm. Why on earth, in the middle of this, right? This is the last act of your of your story, the last five minutes. Bart's trying to find his his children, for God's sakes. And they spring up on this, this convoluted nonsense where Lenny and Carl have switched brains and 
Lenny's wife left him for Carl, but it wasn't Lenny's wife. It was a monkey's brain in Lenny's Robbie, wife. This entire thing is to distract you from the rest of the episode. I mean, it, it worked, Matt. It literally did. Because guess what? Guess what I was thinking about while we're like doing? Because guess what <laughs> happens next? We have like a bunch of heartfelt scenes all of, all in a row. But all I'm but thinking, you can't concentrate. On I'm, all I'm thinking about monkey is brain lady. I am all thinking, like, wait a minute. They put a monkey's brain in some lady. What this is immediately earth? why I flushed this and didn't pay attention. <laughs> My brain went into protection mode. It started blocking out everything as soon as they started talking need, about switching brains. I need to engage safe mode or something because this is a absurd. What an absurd thing. Moving on. Uh-huh. So. Uh, before at least had a choice whether she was going to snoop on Zia. She does, it turns out, uh, where she finds out that, oh, Zia's kind of like me. Zia has a lot of great uh, female role models uh, posted on her wall, including a picture of her mom. Uh, Zia is apparently there. Her chemistry project, I guess, is turning herself into some kind of weird gray goo. Uh, I'm sure there's a core of a good joke in there somewhere. And Zia says, yeah, of course I look up to you. You're my mom. You're great. Uh, and then they just make up. That's it. That's the end of this this heartfelt thing is, oh, uh, Lisa didn't realize that Zia looked up to her. And now that she does, everything's OK. That's satisfying to you, Robbie. I mean, it's fine, Matt. I, I, I don't. It's fine. It I they it's not as impactful. Well, we don't. Also, we have not met Zia at all in any of this. And like, that's the problem, really. Like, it's not bad that, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Zia actually looks up to Lisa. That's great. It's more like we don't know who Zia is at all. All we see her as this like comatose body that's been plugged into the internet, whatever that means, the ultra net as it's called. Um, we don't have any kind of peaks into her personality. You need more time with her, but you need to have jokes where there's octuplet octuplets and Lenny Crawl switch brains and there's living trees and Ned is married to Maud's ghost. Like you if there was even a single scene of Zia showing personality that's not Lisa. Like, why isn't Zia have a scene with Marge? You have Homer Mm -hmm. with the two boys. Why doesn't Zia talk to Marge one time where we get Marge trying to do some work on behalf of Lisa? Some emotional, taking some of that emotional bandwidth onto herself and saying, hey, Zia, how's it going? What's it going? And like trying to ask some questions about Zia's life, which is, guess what? A thing grandmas do all the time. I can't emphasize enough. Grandmas want to know everything. They constantly want all the information about everyone. Why isn't Marge talking to Zia, asking her questions? How's it going, Zia? We see Lisa. Lisa should try and have a. Con- I'm re- right. We're gonna fix this episode, guys. Lisa should have it. Had an argument with Zia earlier in this episode. Stormed off and out of the out of the house, out of the room. Marge is there. She sits down and she talks to Zia. She goes, "Zia, you okay?" And Zia's like, "I, you know, she's like she's be a teenager for a little bit, but Marge is her grandma." She's going to be too mean to her own grandma. And Marge can kind of like, hey, try and open her up. And Marge, with the benefit of wisdom and trying, you can get a little peek into Zia's problems. Zia becomes a real character. Zia's not a character in this. We don't ever know why. She just is an empty caricature to make Lisa feel better. So we have had lots of time with Lisa in our, you know, over years and years of The Simpsons. We've had no time with Zia. Zia's new. You have to give us something other than, oh, she's a disaffected teenager. Like, I know she's a disaffected teenager. Can I get something? Like, we see those posters on the wall, Matt. Like, until this moment, I knew literally nothing about Zia other than she looks a little, she's like dresses like an alt, alt, alt scene something or other with a moving tattoo. (laughs) 
Like it's thirties uh-huh. in the future. It's she's she's dressing to some standard that we don't know about yet. But it doesn't matter. I get it. But I don't know who. What does she like? You know, they briefly mentioned a math test. Oh, does she? Is she enjoy? Does she enjoy STEM stuff like Lisa does? Is she more artistic? Does she like what? What is it? Is she is she a Renaissance? Like, does she like everything? You know, like does she bounce around a lot of hobbies because she's so good? Does she really want to become a professional something or other? We don't know. We don't know anything about Zia. So we just get this scene where she's like, "I love you, mom, and you're my hero." And you were like, "Okay, that's fine, but there's nothing there. I don't feel anything about it." See what happens when you ask me questions. No, I I'm trying to. I just. This episode seems so lackadaisical. It seems like they came up with the jokes first and then tried to cram in a heartfelt story. And we all know the correct thing to do is the opposite direction. Like, okay, what do we have in the story? We have a story of Bart and Lisa and their kids and the relationships. And then I wanted more scenes of the grandkids with the grandparents. And so that you could contrast that and see, okay, why is it that Bart and Lisa feel like they can't connect with their children? And, that should seem like it should be pretty obvious. They were Bart and Lisa's parents, Marge and Homer are not great parents to begin with. Marge is a pretty great parent. Homer is not. And it feels like every generation who has children says, Oh, I can't relate with my teenager or, Oh, my young kids don't like me sort of thing. And I wanted more of that. I wanted it more of Homer and Marge reassuring Bart and Lisa. Hey, it's just how kids are. You know, you're never, it's very rare for a child to have a great relationship with a parent where they trust them all the time, that sort of thing. But we don't get that because of all these horrible jokes. You, Matt, those last two words, I, like you, you should be shouting those two last words together because that's mm-hmm. all this episode is just horrible jokes that constantly distract you and undercut the story. I think they're trying to tell, but I'm not sure. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's the end of the, the Lisa and Zia plot. We move on to Homer and uh, the boys. Um, and they, uh, Homer has taken them to visit his father who are, he takes them to a gravestone. So we're like, Oh, grandpa's dead. Oh, okay. And then the camera flings around and you find out it's a stairway down to a cryogenic facility. Like I suppose. Anyway, uh, Homer tries to explain that father's relationships with their kids is always very complicated. He froze himself because he was sick and there was no cure. Are they working on one? Oh, they found it, but don't tell them. This is way cheaper than a nursing home. Hey, what the heck you put foot, Dad? These are your great-grandsons. Eh, I don't see what's great about them. And Homer, you're still a big disappointment because... See you next Christmas. Why did you bring us here, Homer? To prove a point. Everyone thinks their dad's a jerk. And everyone's right. But when you get older, you realize how much you love him. Your dad may be a little immature, but I know he loves you, so you ought to give him a chance. Uh, Boys, I've acted like a 10-year-old for the last 30 years, and I swear to you, I will grow up and act like a 20-year-old, the way a divorced 40-year-old should. You're going to have to do that. Boys, I'm a deadbeat dad. I live in a school. It's Christmas. The only thing worth anything in my life is you. You've taught us the meaning of Christmas, which schools are forbidden to tell us anymore. And yes, so that that they reconcile because Bart promises to be a better father, to act like a 20-year-old instead of 10-year-old. 
that is our sweet ending in this case. Yeah. That's where we're at. That's that's kind of how it goes down, unfortunately. I, I mean, we do... It's not quite the ending, Matt. It's not quite, but it's close. Because I... Here, you, I, I thought you I thought you were going to play the Abe thing. Um the cuz there's this this this, it, this scene doesn't end there it 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 has homer and abe also kind of i don't know not quite making amends but sort of almost abe abe makes a bunch of weird comments uh while homer is alternately freezing him and all uh, and um uh refreezing him and eventually realizes the, oh okay it, it it has the problem of being really obnoxious to watch that's the problem with it. And you can't, it doesn't work. Like I, I, I hear, I want to say they think this is funny. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't, it's definitely not funny. I, I can, just, I, I can mm-hmm. I'm clear. I know that, but I think they think it's funny. So they think it's okay to do. It is not funny. It is obnoxious and frustrating to watch. So any kind of emotional connection, you can probably, probably try and make with it isn't there it's not earned you don't get it because abe because it's so obnoxious of abe yelling and yelling and yelling and the freezing and the unfreezing it's like someone like flipping a light switch on and off and you're and you're like that's it's not like i'm not gonna die from it but it is annoying because you stop doing it and it's and it's that kind of content where you're like oh we stopped the stop the audio turn it back on stop the audio turn it back on stop the audio turn it back on and then oh homer is like happy with abe again and you're like and also, Abe hasn't been in this episode at all. Like, there's the only allusions to it. Like, if there was moments earlier where someone, where Bart or Lisa actually talked to Homer about, or this should be, it should be Bart here. And this is another scene added with our fix this episode is Bart talking to Homer after he sees them, sees him playing with his two kids and says, I, I don't, I don't think I remember anything like that when, when I was a kid. And Homer goes, oh, well. I, w- I was. How much do you know now at your age? And Bart's like, not a lot. Homer, Homer could go, yeah, I know. That's exactly the same. I was exactly the same. I didn't really know what I was doing. Now I'm old, and I do. And like, it's that. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be a lot, but there has to be a scene. Like, if you want to connect the dots between, oh, you, you know, your influence, and like, they kind of do that a little bit, but you need more scenes. You need less overwhelming flurry onslaught massacre of jokes and have some more connective tissue where we build all these character moments in. Uh, Cause they don't do it here. Oh yeah. Maggie has a baby. <laughs> you muted Matt. If you're talking, sorry, Skype seems to mute me. I think it hooked a weird key. Uh, so yes, Maggie has a baby. Uh, Maggie shows up at home with her new baby girl. Uh, she still can't talk because, God forbid, we hear Maggie's voice. Uh, but the family is doing basic Christmas things. And then they said, oh, it's time for a Christmas photo to which these super intelligent pets have evolved. Uh, and they will be taking the photograph. They, yep. and they they take the picture and that's what we end on is a shot. That's what we end on. Why? I wish I could tell you, Robbie. Why? Like, why is this in there? Why is it, Why can they just not have a picture just get a picture taken. Why do we need to have a this? It's calling it a joke is just too generous because it's not funny. <laughs> it's just baffling. Mm-hmm. All it is is confusing. You're like, wait a minute. Why is there again another thing thrown at me? Oh, the pets 
are walking on. They're walking. It looks like an itchy and scratchy cartoon, Matt. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks. Yep. You remember the itchy and scratchy cartoon when uh, where all the mice have big brains and they they. I do. Yeah, it looks like that, and you're like, wait a minute. We're 30 years in the future. How could the pets evolve? <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, I know, Robbie. I know. What are we, I tried what are we doing? exactly that. What and unfortunately, we, what are we doing? my brain quit on me. I was going to say, what is this? Um, I don't know what to think. I don't know. What, what it is, Robbie, that. is the end. I, thank God for that, Matt. Um, what, I don't know what to make of this. I was lied to. Um, that's the first thing I want to say. I was lied to. This episode is not good. Um, it's certainly Ooh, not as good not. as it's not like oh one of the best post golden years episodes. No, it's not that either. Um, it has some really good stuff in it. It has good scenes in it. Some some things that I would mm-hmm. absolutely keep. Um, you can just we'll regulate in the show. Just go ahead, Matt. Rob, is this episode incredibly broken? It is absolutely. I don't know incredibly. It is broken. No, <laughs> you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see, quick fix, quick fix. Ah, like. It is, it is a bunch. I like. I would keep twenty percent of this episode. I think twenty percent of this episode is really well done. That, that sounds about right. And then everything else I would throw away because it's garbage. It is trash. Mm-hmm. It is. It is gum. It is gum in the works. It is literally. And I think they think it's funny, but there's. No living trees, no married to ghosts, no evolved cats, no switching brains. Like, it's just trails of horror junk. It's like the also ran ideas, things you cut out of other trails of horror sketches and threw them into a future set episode. It's not funny. There's no, and again, there's no real, it's not like there's a joke here about the fact that the cats and the cat and dog are evolved, right? It's not like they have a joke for it. The joke itself is, isn't it funny that they are here and they have big brains or something? And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, I, I can't emphasize, emphasize enough, that's not a joke. Um, so that is, all of that is removed. All of that is removed. The only thing you need to keep from, like, yeah, you still have The Simpsons 30 years in the future. It's still set in Christmas time that you have everyone coming back to Springfield. Um, and you just make it about that. Right, you make it about the fact that Bart is here with his two sons that don't really like him that much because he's not a very good dad. You have Lisa not be able to connect to her teenage daughter, um, and that relationship with both Lisa and Marge, who Marge herself had t- times sometimes struggle struggled to connect to Lisa, and then you so you have that through line of Marge to Lisa to Zia. You have. The same thing with Bart's not being a very good dad to his sons. Homer wasn't always a great dad to him. You have that through line. If you want to throw Grandpa in there, you can. Grandpa wasn't always a good dad to Homer, so Homer wasn't always a good dad to Bart. Bart's not always a very good dad to his kids. You can have that entire through line there. You have to spend time with... You have to give us some character traits of, Z- of Zia. So that scene I described earlier, Matt... Zia that- and the young boys, and you have to have those children spend time with their parents where we can see it right we have to have like a scene where bart try like oh it's i need like he can't and they, there's no teleporters also <laughs> like that it's just nonsense uh-huh. like, like you have to have some things be hard in the world there has to be some friction in this world for it to feel real um but it doesn't have to be very complicated it, like it 
all those scenes we just described, that's the episode, man. That would take up 20 minutes, probably more. You probably have to cut some of that stuff that we want to do just to get this thing working. But you have to know Zia. You have to have these two boys have character traits, too. I can't emphasize, Matt, I'm, gonna, I'm holding my microphone like Henry Rollins. I said it once, I'll say it again. <laughs> the boys have to have names. And if they get named, what? it was... No. They, and what names that they get said more than... Maybe they did get said right when the, those kids got introduced and I missed it. But I don't remember their names. You missed it. I missed it. <laughs> I want to say that they. I want to say they got teleported in, and they maybe said their names, but I don't remember it because it was one time in a twenty-minute episode where you're immediately getting blasted in the face by jokes about Lenny and Carl switching brains. Um, you don't need to have scenes with Lenny and Carl switching brains with Burns and the dog corpses. We don't need a Pooh and his sixty-four grandchildren. If if all those miscellaneous characters pop in. They are background, right? We don't have scenes where they're the focus, which is what happens in all these scenes. There's no focus on any of them. They are background. All the weird details of their lives as they've aged is doesn't ever become a focal point. That's tr- good world building. That's how it works. You focus on your main characters. They interact with the world like it's a real place. And all the weird stuff, miscellaneous stuff in the background is all mentioned in the background. It stays in the background. You don't ever focus on it. That's how you actually do world building, even in something as simple as The Simpsons. Um, there's no ultranet either, by the way, Matt. Like you can have, <laughs> you, you just uh, you pretend the future is basically like today. You don't like. I feel like half ninety uh, percent of the jokes from this episode are like, "Hey, the future is so weird." Like, no, thirty years from now, everything's going to look almost exactly the same. Thirty years ago, we had the internet. I can't like mm-hmm. it wasn't. It didn't look exactly the same. There's no social media, but. It, we had the internet. I could st- I could look up things on the internet thirty years ago. Uh, it, it it's things like that where it's like not sub- it's not substantially different. Uh, things are somewhat different, but not that crazy. And it shouldn't be a worry or a focal point anyway. It should be focused on the characters, not this weird technology. Um, you set up the, the you set up these kids as characters. You have they have in like the the Bart's boys. What what's the difference between them aside from the fact they are dressed differently? Nothing at all. They like the exact Nothing same interest. They have the exact all. same interests. Like 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 one should be different. They should have different interests from each other. They should be differentiated. Um, and they should and if like maybe you make that even a point in the episode where Bart forgets that one likes baseball, and one doesn't. Like that, mm-hmm. that's an easy thing to show the distance between them is when Bart doesn't realize that they don't, don't like the same stuff. Um, like I came up with this off the top of my head. I don't know why they didn't bother. It's just crazy to me. Um, yeah. And then you, and ultimately wasn't the whole point of this getting cutting back to the present day where Bart and Lisa say they don't want kids. I think you have to end back in the present day where, Marge and Homer are having like a chat with each other and they're like, and, and Marge goes, um, Oh, they, they say they don't want kids and we're not going to have grandchildren. And Homer's like, yeah, I, that's not going to, they're going to have grandchildren. It's like, yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> they, I thought like you, sh- you should have that, a scene that kind of, that ties it all up back to where you started. Um, this again, this episode kind of writes itself is that's the baffling thing to me. It's not, mm-hmm. it's filled with very kind of familiar story shapes and characters and character stuff that is like you have, we've all seen those stories. You know, we've watched those Christmas movies. We've seen these dramas. 
you start with things you've already seen and then you fill out, you rub off the serial numbers, you add personal details to make the Simpsons version of it unique, but they don't do any of that. Instead, we get jokes about living trees and dead and ghosts and ghost wives. Trees. I just, and ghosts and ints. There's ints in this, man. Ints. Yeah. Actually, ints are Look, if you want to make the Simpsons universe into Lord of the Rings, that's fine. Make it middle earth, but just do that. Don't pretend it's something else. Uh, that's, uh, I'm, I'm talking myself hoarse with this, man. Oh, okay. <sighs> Calm down. Relax. Okay. We can move on mm-hmm. to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I ask our supporters on patreon.com slash the Simpsons show to leave their review of an episode. First from Tim. Hmm. Wish I had something profound to say about this one, but truth is, I had a hard time paying attention. I guess the idea of, see- of seeing Springfield's future is interesting. That is, if it never had been done before. At least it didn't have me wanting to break things. Number 375, not canon, could be fixed by working more than 22 minutes on this. I mean, it took more than, <laughs> it took more than, more than 22 minutes, I'm presuming, because they had to type it out, right? And you're not going to be able to type out a full script in 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a it's like a day. They did a day. Come on, maybe, maybe, maybe two, maybe, maybe two, maybe two days. From Dara, the Benny Hilton Hotel, Benny Hilton Hotel still has me laughing. The rough scene was the worst of the episode, but nothing really stuck out as good. I guess wine drunk Bart and Lisa talking was my highlight. Same. Seeing the next episode, I'm glad we have a few weeks before that comes around. Six best episodes, season twenty three so far. Have a great holiday, guys. Thank you for all the entertainment. Thank you, Dara. Appreciate it. From Derek. Should have been the series finale. I hear them cry with Alec. Al, Al, I never. I don't think I've ever Alec. Alacrity. Alacrity. How do you say alacrity? That? Alacrity. Alacrity. I don't think I've ever actually heard anyone say alacrity before. I've read it many times. M Y. I ask confusedly. My God, the hype around this one was real and still is. Just because it's slightly better than usual guff, it's still very much a Zombie Simpsons of Future episode. Just a vehicle for point to the future things. That's a slightly updated version of things from now. Jokes. Yawn. Already done in the future drama episode. Everything you want in the future episode was done to perfection in twenty minutes back in season six. Really, that make most comment finale if you shifted forward a few seasons in your marathon. This. What does it offer that's new in any way? Bart as a bum was done in the season 11, and I hate this portrayal of his future. He's 10 years old, for God's sakes. I was far more of a little bleep all the way up to, up to 15 before I actually started to care and now have four A-levels, a first in my joint honors degree, and a master's. Okay. First of all, congratulations. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, then second of all, hey, quit bragging. Uh, Bart could be on his way to being Supreme Court Justice. Sorry, I, don't, I, didn't, I just didn't really vibe with this one. I mean, it's all right. Nothing to put on a pedestal, though. For it still to be sitting up there 12 years later is weird to me. Yeah. Like, making Bart a bum is fine once. But when you do it every time, it it does water it down, and it doesn't feel very nuanced also. like No, and I feel like what they really should have done in, in a future like this, if you wanted to you know, really hone in on Bart, is make him an office drummer. Make him have a crappy job. Don't make him a bum. That seems mean at best. It's shown that Bart is very intelligent. I don't. I think he would end up in some crappy job somewhere doing something he doesn't enjoy, well before he would just be a deadbeat. Right. And that's more interesting to me anyway. It's like, oh, he just has a data entry job or he's someone's assistant. Or whatever he's like, uh, you know, an assistant manager someplace, even a manager. Like he could, you can be, 
you can be disconnected from your children and still make decent money and have a living. Like, that's the other thing. Like, oh, he has to be, like, the weird connection, like, uh, the, like ethics and morality to how wealthy someone is, is kind of, is gross. And, like, I don't, the Simpsons have propagated it many times. And, like, I, do I always expect them to know and understand that stuff? No. But the social Darwinism angle that the things has always, like, pushed me the wrong way. Um, from Kaushin, I finally noticed just how much later season episodes are built off their endings. Whether positively or negatively, whenever these episodes are talked about, it's always the ending. This episode is all set up and no payoff. Yes, the scene where Bart and Lisa talk about their bad relationships worked, but nothing about this episode really holds up to scrutiny. What makes things worse is there are some good plot points that the writers just don't go into. Namely, Bart going through a bad divorce and allowing that to affect his relationship with his sons. Lisa's daughter getting older and pulling away from her. Instead, it's falsely equated to kids liking their grandparents better. Watching this episode, I get the feeling it's an attempt by the writers to whitewash Homer and Marge's abusive behavior. They are not the same, though I admit there is a lot of give and take between Lisa and Marge. They don't even do that right, as Lisa's daughter is shown to worship her. In the end, everything is blamed on Abe, and everything is fixed, despite Bart, unlike his father, not being shown to take the abuse he suffered from out on his kids. Finally, let's talk about the elephant in the room, namely the fact that Lisa is married to Millhouse, the age of her daughter compared to Bart's sons. It means not only... Not only was Bart's sacrifice negated, it seems Lisa almost immediately threw it away. Makes her talking to him about how unhappy she is far less sweet, doesn't it? Again, like, I don't... They they allude to multiple times that Lisa's not happy with her marriage to Milhouse, mm-hmm. And that would be really interesting to not, like, is she happy? Does she, like... Why is she married to Milhouse in the first place? Like, we don't know. We just have it. We yeah. just cut to, like, happen, and they already have a kid. But... If you're not if you're not gonna explore it, just say she's happy, right? It doesn't matter. It's not like this is canon anyway. We have talking trees in this freaking episode. But Robbie, that's where the jokes come from—is her not being happy? I yeah, it's hilarious. Unhappy marriages, super funny. Uh, we can move, uh, next one. Mitch, one hundred episodes set in the future usually leave me cold. This one was no exception. However, there was one good scene that felt real and lifted the rest of the episode up. Bart and Lisa in the treehouse. My 14-year-old self were watching this episode may not have connected anywhere nearly as much, but 47-year-old Mitch 100 sat there nodding, thinking, yep, had those conversations with the siblings. Also, Yearly Smith's reading of the Someone Calls Someone line was pitch perfect. Yeah, I, your, her, her delivery as, like, aged, half-drunk Lisa it was very good. I really, It's definitely my highlight of this episode. Uh, from JJ. Well, I don't think this deserves the hype it gets from some fans. I still think it's pretty solid for HD episode. Its heart is certainly in the right place. And that scene of Bart and Lisa drunk in the treehouse is a definite highlight. The future gags are hit and miss. Matt Groening has an entire sh- other show dedicated to them, so I can just go there to see a million better ones. It's unrealistic how much the world has advanced in only 30 years. It's fine if you consider this more of a non-canon what-if story. Personally, I put this just above Bart to the future. It's all right. Uh, and finally from Joshua. There's a Howard Hawks quote. A great movie is three good scenes and no bad ones. How about instead one great one and a lot of med are pretty good. While the future jokes mostly fall flat and are grown inducing at worst, I still feel this episode has a sense of heart aided by the Christmas time setting that hasn't been in a, hasn't been seen in future episodes since Lisa's wedding. This is aided by the trail scene, which is very sweet. What I always think of when remembering this episode, 8 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a, like it's not an accident, literally almost all these reviews mention the treehouse scene because it is absolutely the shining beacon of this episode. Uh, That's it. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for leaving a review. Really appreciate you. If you are a Patreon member, you can leave a review of Patreon at any level. You can leave a review and I'll read it on the air. Next up is time for our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. (laughs) 
<gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your idea for a crusty episode? Lots of good answers. Matt, take it away. All right. First up from Dara. After a video of Krusty hating people with pies goes viral on Bing Bong, kids start taking the Bing Bong challenge, hitting random people with pies for their 15 minutes of fame. This culminates with the Springfield Elementary mass pieing. Outraged parents call for the banning of pies. Milhouse still has blueberry in his ears. But Homer and associated, assorted other members of the National Pie Alliance say it is not pies who pie people, it is the influence of Krusty. This leads to Krusty having to defend his art and how it is uh, nurture that led kids to do mass pies. As Homer attempts to argue against him, a lone pie from a grassy knoll takes aim at Homer, but Krusty dives in front at the last second. As Krusty's on the ground with the cherry tart all over, Homer realizes that pies have a time and place like Thanksgiving, and that while pies can be used for entertainment, in the real world they need to be kept safer. The episode ends with a PSA before every pie gag on the Krusty show, and we see all the windowsills in Springfield have a pie on them, showing that nothing really changed. Is, all right, that is fantastic. I, was gonna, I mean, I will oh say gosh. that just the very – I'm still laughing at Bing Bong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, Bing Bong is like – it's not like it's it has to be complicated. Bing Bong is so much funnier than something like Mapple, even though Bing Bong yes. is not – it's not any more complex, but – you say the words Bing. Oh, there's a new app called Bing Bong. I go, oh, that's funny. It makes me laugh. Bing Bong. That's funny words right next to each other. But it's not. It's and funny. it's, it's similar to TikTok, right? It's close to TikTok. It's, it's the same kind of construction. See? Hey, Simpsons writers. You listening? Uh-huh. Mapple sucks. Right, next I'm going to say it again, Matt. Mapple sucks. I mean, you're not wrong. Everyone oh. agrees with you. Okay. Thank you. Hot take. All right. Next up uh, from Tim. Through a gross accounting error, Krusty becomes the owner of the Oakland A's and hijacks the team prior to their move to Vegas, placing them in Springfield. Krusty and his entourage attend all the home games, during which Krusty can't help but get into conflicts with the local media. While he's initially regarded as abrasive, eventually the town folk warm to his confrontational style, and fans appear to the games in droves. In the end, Krusty loses a ton of money due to ill-advised bets and has to sell the team to Mr. Burns, who immediately resells the team back to John Fisher, who moves the A's to Las Vegas. This plot would involve Springfield's political machine, media, Bob, and any number of regular characters as fans who turn on a dime. Mm, I like that. Uh, from JJ, in a last-ditch attempt to boost ratings, Krusty rehires Sideshow Bob to be on his show after bribing Springfield Penitentiary. Bart tries to warn Krusty that having Bob back on the show will end in tragedy, but Krusty ignores him. A number of accidents begin happening on set, and Bart suspects that Bob is trying to murder Krusty and take over the show. And to us, the viewer, it really does look that way. But in the end, the culprit is revealed to be Sideshow Mel, who is bitter about being replaced by Bob, but Bob still gets the blame and is sent back to prison, just like in Brother from another series. Sorry, it turned into more of a Sideshow Bob episode. Hey, that's fine. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of Krusty in there. From Andy, Krusty once again gets canned and starts a show on public access television, and Krusty does an homage to Bozo the Clown and copies his old show, and he ends each program with the grand prize game. Or he's relegated to being one of those sad clowns you see in your town's parade during the summer who moonlights with the, Shrine, the Shriner Circus. I don't know what that is. Uh, from Derek, Krusty is such an awful human being that he could rival Burns in sheer repugnance. I think an episode focused on his seediness to the point he gets attacked and placed in a coma could be good. A pseudo-sequel to Who Shot Mr. Burns with Krusty's misdeeds harming different characters in different ways. In the end, the audience finds out, but not the characters, that it was Sideshow Mel who takes over Krusty Inc., leading to an arc where in later eps he can be foiled by Bart and Lisa, leading to him becoming the new Sideshow Bob. Ooh. Who, do you know who does Sideshow Mel's voice, Robbie? Mel, I believe. No, I don't. I was like, I, for a second, I'm like, do I know that? I can tell you in a second. 
It's it's Cast- Dan Castaneda. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be fine. That might even be cheaper. All I mean, right. but I don't want to uh, get rid of Kelsey Grammer. Well, no, but Kelsey Grammer's busy with his Frasier reboot. Oh, he was busy with Frasier uh, when in the 90s, man. He still found time for The Simpsons. I know. I'm just messing with you. All right. Uh, next up from K. Hall. A parody of Scorehate says he's the king of comedy, where Mo reminisces on his days as one of the original little rascals and decides that he can make it as a TV comedian. He starts stalking Krusty in a bid to appear on his show, but is repeatedly rebuffed. Finally, Mo cracks and takes Krusty hostage with the condition that he'd be allowed to host an episode of Krusty's show. The Springfield police naturally fail to resolve the situation, meaning it falls to Bart and the Simpsons to go to negotiate a deal. This is accepted. Mo hosts the show, which is very well received. All of Springfield, not just the kids, is in the audience and they holler and cheer. Mo grins and waves while the background slowly fades into Mo's bar until we see Mo is just standing in his bar fantasizing while grinning moronically at the camera. As a disclaimer, I hate that it was all a dream cop-out ending, but making an exception here as I feel this is very in keeping with both the King of Comedy's ambiguous ending and Mo's various failed dreams. That sounds incredibly depressing, but I would still love to see it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, all right. Uh, from Infinite Gur 4927. Uh, this is a long one, folks. Buckle in. Uh, I'm so sorry I have overthought this. Clown in 60 seconds. A plot. After many enticing, inciting incidents, Krusty's estranged daughter Sophie, played by guest voice Drew Barrymore, returns looking for Krusty's spiritual and fatherly advice, of which Krusty is characteristically incapable of providing. Dejected as a failure to his daughter, Krusty arrives at work more stressed than usual. Distracted, Krusty misperforms with a joy buzzer, sending his pacemaker on the fritz. In a panic, Krusty flings himself hilariously about the set, accidentally performing various hilarious stunts and gags. Cavorting in a panic, he flees Krusty Loose Studios only to crash into Homer and begs for a ride to the hospital. Insert Bowman joke during car ride. <laughs> Amazingly, they arrive safely and consult with Dr. Hibbert. Krusty discovers he must maintain a heart rate over 120 beats per minute, or his pacemaker will explode his heart. Oh my god. <laughs> End of Act 1. Uh, Krusty injects various stimulants to maintain his heart rate, causing him to utter Yiddish phrases, funny Yiddish phrases. Dr. Hibbert asks Homer to sign a form, and Homer feels a terrible plink while reaching for the pen. Hmm. B-plot, Homer has thrown out his back. He's in terrible discomfort while remaining still. After an enjoyable montage, we conclude he cannot slack off. He must remain active because of his back. Back to the A-plot, keeping his heart rate high, Krusty must take risks. He embarks on a live stream of hilarious acts of physical comedy, perhaps featuring a tasteful homage to Belushi, Candy, and Farley. Back to the B-plot. While Krusty is off-air with his illness, the network broadcasts reruns of all of Homer's favorite childhood shows. I Shove Lucy, Alfred Hitchcock Repents, and Tavern and Early. But Homer can't enjoy it. His bad back means he must stay active. Dope. End of Act 2. Back to the B-plot. Homer plays some fun activities with Bart and Lisa, although he's humiliated in each of their games. He witlessly gains Marge's eye by playing silly activities with Maggie, too. Finally, Homer takes Grandpa out to the park for a stroll when they pass by Sophie busking with her violin. While admiring the music, Homer realizes his back feels better and also that he's made valuable memories by doing simple things with his family. Back to the A-plot. Krusty crashes into the park, exhausted from performing ridiculous physical acts, and is about to succumb to his malfunctioning pacemaker when he hears Sophie's music and his heart skips a beat. That was just what the doctor ordered to get his pacemaker to return to normal. Dr. Hibbert confirms this with a hearty chuckle. Oh, Dr. Hibbert is there, too. (laughs) Entering from stage left... Stage left, the Clown Academy presents Krusty with the coveted Nicole Richie Award for a career that's been a total joke. Oh, boy. Uh, Krusty's final words, Sophie, I may not have the answers you're looking for, but I can tell you this. You can't be led astray if you follow your heart. This message connects with Homer, too, as he stands by Grandpa and can see Bart and Lisa playing in the distance. Krusty and Sophie have a tender moment as the show fades out. But then Krusty's pacemaker lurches aggressively, causing him a moment of panic, but it immediately settles down and he gives us a big, phew, resume happy little musical sting. The end. 
wow, that is incredibly detailed. Thank you so much for that. Oh, I, I need a drink. Totally <laughs> <laughs> in saliva now. All right. Another long one. No, I was going to say, Matt, I'm sorry. These are, these, we got two long ones back to back, but I felt ending one of them is probably best. <laughs> I think some of these would be shorter guys if you just literally just wrote a, a screenplay. Yeah, <laughs> wrote, wrote a spec script, all right? <laughs> yeah, you write some spec scripts. Anyway, Matt, Robbie, yeah, what is your answer? Okay, Matt, stick with me. Okay. The title of it, Krusty Gets Canceled. Oh, God. But, you know, Krusty Gets Canceled. And, like... In the especially in the early days of The Simpsons, and they—it's not like they—I don't know—they still do it. They play up Krusty's like been around for sixty not, years. For, well, yeah, not politically correct, not politically correct, racist, racist jokes and stuff like that. And I think you just have one of those things surface, and Krusty not understand that it's wrong. And then in in this case, and the whole episode would be about uh, here. This is me saying. This would be not written by one of the grandpa joke writers on The Simpsons. This would be it would be an episode about cancel culture, uh, but it would actually be you know good, <laughs> and it'd be crusty. What, Robbie, I it, don't know about it'd that. It'd be crusty realizing, oh, I have to change as the times change. Things don't stay the same. Uh, I being a comedian is not just being about saying things that offend people. It's about being funny. Uh, and saying things that challenge the status quo, but not ways that just hurt people. That is not, that's not inherently valuable uh, as a person or as a comedian. And also often, and also you could kind of bring up the idea that cancel culture exists because there's no uh, way for justice to reach a lot of these people who otherwise, have they committed any crimes? No. They haven't done. They've in most cases they haven't committed any crimes. They say something, right? They say things. They support a belief that you might find important, but they haven't committed any crimes. They haven't killed anybody. They haven't hurt mm-hmm. anybody, um, for the most part. There's, there are exceptions of people who have technically committed crimes. They just haven't been tried for them. But it's largely about. It's like you know. It's a, a trying people trying to find a measure of justice in a in an unjust world for people that seem to be that don't aren't affected by it. Right, they are allowed to do whatever they want, and they never face mm-hmm. any kind of retribution. Um, and honestly, I would focus more honestly on the fact that you have. I would make it sound like it's very Robbie of me. I would make it sort of meta. You could even reflect a pack back upon the fact that on a poo, like this is the episode where you. I would also in this very same episode re-debut a poo with an Indian actor voice, of Indian voice actor. Uh, give him a new job, whatever. Mm-hmm. There you go. Like, it, and it's you can reflect back on. Oh, times change. We make mistakes. Um, the right thing to do is not to erase them, ignore them. And the right thing to do is to learn, is to challenge yourself, to reflect, to see the things you've done wrong or maybe learned, and try and correct them and try and make things better. I think it'd be a perfect episode to broach that thing of like, oh, the Simpsons have done the same thing. They're not. They weren't in the. They weren't doing it in the fifties. They were doing the nineties or the two thousands, or in that terrible episode where Lisa just yells at the camera about how we tried our best oh, with a poo, yeah. which has made me so. I can't wait till we get that episode for this in the, the normal podcast, Matt, because I'm gonna, that, that <laughs> episode's gonna be three hours long. Um, but that would that be my like if you like when you think about crusty episodes, they're always based around the entertainment industry, um, about crusty kind of being this like. Sc- 
skeezy individual who's trying his best to try does the right thing, usually failing. I feel like that's a perfect example, perfect thing for the Simpsons to explore. Um, it feels like they're terrified of it though, because oh, I mean, like in a lot in a lot of cases, the Simpsons have done pretty well in the past few seasons, where they have brought in black voice actors to take over the roles of like of Doctor Hibbert, or Carl. Um, you, I feels like this is a, it's time for self do some self reflection with it too. Like it's right there, um, and it's not like it's an inherently interesting topic. Like you could say a lot. I think a lot of people like would be interested in a Simpsons episode about it as long as it was done well and it wasn't just going like I said a bad word and no everyone's angry at me it's not fair I don't oh shut up why 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 what's your answer Matt so I was actually thinking about doing one about uh, the legalization of sports gambling and <laughs> in my in my episode. Uh, Crusty? Krusty would be the one who, yes, because Krusty has decided that he is going to be a brand. Krusty has always been a brand, uh, but when you think about like the Ryan Reynoldses and the Rocks of today, it's like they're entertainers. But more than that, their presence is a brand. And Krusty gets a new manager who wants to get him into that. And Springfield, uh, like so many places in America, has legalized sports gambling, and that's what they decide to go with. Uh, so Krusty B starts going on, you know, he starts a podcast about sports gambling, that sort of thing. And of course, do, while doing this, he runs afoul of the mafia. And we go into basically say because that was the that was their thing. Sports books were, were their thing. Uh, and then we have a huge conflict between the two of them. And one of the key parts of this, Robbie, is that the Simpsons family is almost nowhere to be seen. Obviously, Homer gets involved you at some point. Matt, you can't do a Simpsons episode without the family. What are you doing? We can't. Oh, too bad. I'm doing it. Oh, uh, but that's no. basically what it, it's real simple. It was just a vague idea. I didn't write out a whole episode like some of you did. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to see Krusty, you know, be the new face of sports betting in Springfield and everyone, you know, getting into it and Krusty making a lot of money, like to the point where he doesn't know what to do with it kind of thing. And then obviously the mafia wants their money back and Krusty has to go into conflict with them. And it ends up that, uh, you know, Somehow, Krusty's brand gets ruined, and he's back to just being a children's host at the end. Do we get Jimmy the Greek, Matt? That's all I really care about. I want Jimmy the of Greek. Of course. Absolutely. Uh, okay. It's, as long as Jimmy, you... Jimmy the Greek is, is a guest on Krusty's podcast. Okay. As long as, that's really all I care about. Like, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports betting, whatever. I want Jimmy the Greek. We need Jimmy the Greek to make an uh-huh. appearance. Cool. Well, um, folks, when you're right uh, 52% of the time, you're wrong 48% of the time. <laughs> I mean, that episode, to be fair, Matt, they kind of already did your sports betting episode. I guess you can, mo- I mean, yeah, you can modernize I would... it. You modernize it. Yeah. Yeah. With all I, would the... like to, I would like something about how the fact that, yes, we actually are uh, legalizing it, and it gets to the point where all of Springfield is involved uh, to the point where it's kind of creepy. As a hockey fan, or anyone out, anyone who's listening who's a sportsman of any kind, you are bombarded now with sports betting stuff. It is so tiresome. Um, thank you all for submitting an answer. Uh, this is my official notice to anyone listening. Please do not send me answers from chat, chat GPT. Uh, I don't, God. I don't want, I'm not interested in a computer's response to anything. I want your response. Like, I don't, if you're, if you just had a computer do it, what's that? I don't need a computer telling me what it wants. Computer's not real. It's not a real person, guys. It's not human. It's not, it's not, I don't care like what it came up with. There's no, there's no novelty to do it to me. I, when people are like, oh, good chat GBT I'm like, that's not, whatever. It's, that's not real. It's like asking, I don't want to see AI art. It's not, no one painted that. No human made it. You didn't make that. A computer did. Why, why, why are you, why do you want art? <laughs> what do you, what about art do you like? 
Please don't send me answers from ChatGPT. It will not use them. Next week's question. Uh, I will be putting out a call for our questions for episode 500. Uh, so do that. Send us your questions of all kinds, all shapes and sizes, any kind of questions you have about the show, about The Simpsons, about anything. We, I don't care. We'll answer probably mostly anything. Um, and, you know, if I don't answer it, you'll know, you'll know why, because we didn't want to. Um, and also feel free to send us your favorite episode, favorite memories of the 500 episodes. Uh, I'm sure we'll try and share some if, of what we remember. Um, we've been doing this for almost a decade, so I don't remember anything of this. That is true. Yeah. Ask us lots of things. I'm sure if we've a- if we answered the question before, we don't remember answering it. We'll do it again, and you might get a different answer this time. That's true. So, yes. Uh, favorite memories of the show, favorite episodes of our show, uh, any questions, anything. I don't care. As many as you want. It's fine. We'll we'll do our best to get them all in, and if we don't, it's mostly probably because of time restraints. But I'll put out a call on Reddit. It's R the Simpsons Show. There's a link in the show that's subscribe to the, subscribe to the Reddit to check it out. Um you can join the Patreon or just check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. I post the, the listener questions every week publicly. And I believe you can answer them as a, as long as you follow us now. I think that's how Patreon works. They always they constantly change it. So as soon as I know how Patreon works, they change it so it works differently, and I am confused. Well, they have to change it so that you get less money and they get more money. Man. Every single like every so often I go maybe we should do something else we shouldn't do maybe we should have a sub stack or something or not a Patreon and I'm like and then then you say things like that and make me go <laughs> um you can also just email us simpsonshowbot at gmail dot com you all have an email you can email us the answers the questions every single week come on move on to our next segment it's time for the no Google trivia challenge I am too smart I am too smart S M R T I mean S M A R R T the No Go Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. I have, what is it, three points? Three points on Matt. I'm worried. Maybe went a little easy on this week. Oh, that that's uh, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I actually, well, I, I've been at the mercy of Frankiac recently, so uh, I just hit random until I find an episode I want to ask questions about. And this episode, I might have gone a little hard on you, Robbie. I'm going to apologize in advance. <sighs> I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear, you know what, how you apologize, Matt? Go back. <laughs> Go back and make me easy questions. That's how you want it. It's really too late feel, now. Sorry, you really, Robbie. You really feel bad. You wouldn't do it. All right. You ready for an easy question? Ready. In Bart to the Future, who is Bart's roommate? I believe it would be Ralph Wiggum. That's correct. All right. All your questions this week are from Simple Simpson, an episode I had to go to Wikipedia to remind myself what it was about. Simple Simpson. Is that Pie Man? Robbie, your easy question. What dessert-themed hero does Homer become in Simple Simpson? Pie Man. You are correct. Well, at least I got the easy question right. I was like, I'm Simple Sim- I don't I don't know if I remember anything else about that episode, but I do remember Pie Man. All right. Your medium question, Matt. How old is Lisa when she becomes president? Uh, how old is she? Um, do they even say that in the episode? They do. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, she is 43. Sorry, Matt. She's 38. Oh, 38. Wow. Barely even, uh, qualified then. All right, Robbie, your medium question. What is the theme of Lisa's place setting entry at the county fair? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Place setting entry at the county fair. Uh, oh, is that? No. 
no, that's wrong. I think I'm thinking of, I think I'm thinking of Bart versus Thanksgiving, because she make isn't in Bart versus Thanksgiving she does the Sacagawea thing. Uh, yes, women who have inspired her. Yeah, women have inspired her. I, I'm gonna say her place setting is inspired by the uh, women's suffrage movement. I'm sorry, Robbie. It is called. Uh, let me get the phrasing exactly right here. If music be the food of love. Okay. I mean, I was guessing, so there's literally nowhere I was probably going to get it right. Your hard question, Matt. What two stores does Bart pass on the way to the White House? I I have no clue. I'm not going to waste anyone's time. He passes two stores, and they are drive through Liquors and Hustler Superstore. Wow. Okay. All right. The few things that you can't get on the internet. Liquor. I, I mean, on, very but, it, but like literally next door to the White House, we have a drive through liquor store and a Hustler Superstore. So I don't understand. Again, this weird, this weird portrayal of The Simpsons always painting the future as like this dystopian nightmare. But I'm like, it yeah. wouldn't be next to the White House, though, man. Like you could, whatever. That's it's... the joke, Robbie. <sighs> yeah, okay. All right. Your hard question. This is extremely hard. Great. Excellent. Uh, and th- in this episode, uh, as a avenue for vengeance, comic book guy forces Bart to buy some comics by saying he smudged them. What comics does he force Bart to buy? There what? are four of them. If you get even two of these, I will give you full points. Are they real comics? I assume not. They are not. No, yeah, absolutely not. I assume they're made they're up. joke comics. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, the Adventures of AT&T Man, uh, Lard Lad and the Quest for Vengeance, um... We'll do a radioactive man, uh, radioactive man's uh, wedding special annual and Ooh, annual special imaginary tale where he marries Larva Girl. Yeah, I know. Um, and uh, Bongo. I'm gonna say there's a Bongo comic, Bartman number three. <laughs> I'm sorry, Robbie. None of those are correct. No, I know the correct answers are <laughs> Richie Rich incorporates in Delaware. Easy to believe tales, Supergirl versus the glass ceiling, and the Green Listener. Some of those are okay, but the Green Listener. <laughs> yeah, mm, that's not very good. Well, the important thing is I still have a three-point lead over Matt. Uh huh. Because Matt asked me impossible questions this week. Yeah, I was pretty tough on you, Matt. I'm dumb. You gotta be nice. Mm-hmm. You gotta be nice, man. That's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with this time for the best episode ever. Best episode ever. There it is. Uh, best episode ever. It's a part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, so watch them chronologically, eventually compile a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Um, so I believe I said earlier I didn't think this would go below 400, and now I'm kind of wavering on that. It's this is one of those episodes where there's some like that treehouse scene. There's like there's a handful of scenes in it that are really really good, and you really like them. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of other. It's mired in a pile of trash. Um, I don't think it goes in the four hundreds, Matt. I think the 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 treehouse scene alone elevates it higher than that. Okay. Um, because I, honestly, the all the garbage in it is just as is like no worse than any of the garbage in a lot of these episodes. Like, uh, sure, true. I'm trying to think. I'm like, I'm looking at like, um, future. Okay, future drama is number three sixty three. Another future set episode. Oh, okay. Is this better or worse 
than future drama. All right, now, now which one is future drama? Is that the one <laughs> with Elise as the president? The one you just asked questions about? No, that's Bart. That's that's Bart, to the, Bart future. to the future. Right, right. Future drama. This this is uh, Bart and Lisa are getting ready for graduation. Uh, this is them in high school. Oh yeah, yeah, and where Bart steals Lisa's scholarship. Yes. Here's here's the problem with me for with this. I think overall, future drama is more consistent, right? It is it is not good, mm-hmm. but it is at roughly all the same level, right? It and it is absurd, and it definitely has a lot of the stuff that we don't like about this one, like all this nonsense just thrown in there. But because the episode mm-hmm. only takes eight years in the future, it doesn't have as much of this junk. Like this future, like oh, isn't it funny that teleportation? Yeah. Isn't exists? that the one where Marge and Homer are divorced and Homer lives under the sea? Correct, you are correct. Okay, that's not as bad. At least but, the hovering car in that one is a piece of junk. Exactly. There, like I think there's less of it, but it doesn't have any scenes that are as good as the treehouse scene. Like there's nothing in that episode that rivals the best moments in this one, which is the hardest, the hard thing to kind of reckon with. Um. I honestly, Matt, I think I'd rather watch. I think I would rather it. It's that like how much, how much patience do you have for all the other crap to get to those nuggets, those gold nuggets, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I would say in this this instance, I think this is better than future drama. Um, but I don't think it's. Better, I think Bart of the Future is still much higher than that. I want to say, oh for sure, I, I yeah. might be wrong. Bart Where, Future's... Where's Bart of the Future? I think it's at the two hundred, isn't it? Don't ask me to remember things, Matt. Fine, I'll look it up. I mean, I can find it. I was hoping you knew. I have no clue. He's two sixty-seven. Okay, there um, it is. yeah, um, it's not as good. Bart of the Future is just more consistent. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't have as it feel. I don't know. It just doesn't have all this this nonsense in it. Um, this, this is really tough because I think this. I don't know. I really don't like the tree. Like I, every all I think about is the bad stuff. Matt. That's the problem. Like all I'm thinking about <laughs> I know. is the, the tree thing and like all the terrible future jokes. You're just like, ugh. It's so obnoxious uh, and it's really hard to like put that stuff away but the the, the yeah. i'm trying to think about the good in, in contrast just to the bad okay um, so we have about a 100 uh span here two, 363 to 267 all right homer simpson in kidney trouble better or worse than this i was looking at that matt i don't know like i still think like that's the thing this if i could just isolate the scene in the treehouse and pull that out <laughs> i know i know the treehouse is the only thing that's worth keeping about this but you have to average everything out i mean it's not the only thing i think all the sentimental stuff all the emotional character beats roughly work it's everything mm-hmm. that surrounds them that doesn't like i said it's like 20 percent of the episode if that was all that i would put this episode probably in the two in the 100s if it was yeah. just the, if it was just the promise of the delivery of the like all the character stuff, but it unfortunately it's surrounded by a bunch of junk. Um, I think, oh boy, I honestly think Kidney Trouble's better. I think Kidney Trouble's better. Like it's a, it's really yeah. Kidney Trouble's really dark and cynical. But when I think about it, Kidney Trouble's an actual episode. It's not there's like it's not just all science fiction nonsense. Um, mm-hmm. 
because I was looking down uh, a little further. You've got Midnight Towboy, The Wife Aquatic. Yeah, this Father is the right knows worst Apocalypse the, Cow. I think this is better than those. I think that we're getting close. I think it's not bel- far yeah. below Kidney Trouble. Um, I think it's yeah. better than all those. I think it's better than the Italian I mean, Homer Bob. versus Dignity. Homer gets assaulted by a panda. He does indeed. But the episode is actually relatively well constructed. Um, I'll say this one's better than that. Weekend at Burnsy's. That's monkey knife fights, isn't it? Uh, no, Weekend at Burnsy's is um, uh, the weed episode. Oh, right. Mansion, fa- Mansion Family is the monkey fights, right? Am I making that up, Matt? Yes, you are correct. Okay. Weed episode. I think this is better than the weed episode. All right, Salsor Galactica. Furious oh, D, God, I... Elves. I think Salsor Galactica, I don't know. I think I I used to hate Salsor Galactica. I think I'm much more positive on it than I used to be. Maybe just because <laughs> I of, know, right? I've seen you look at all the others and you're like, oh, wow, okay. I think Salsor Galactica. Uh, I would say it's above Salsor Galactica. It's above When You Dish Upon a Star. Maybe it's right below Kitty Trouble. That's where we're at. Maybe it's right below Kitty Trouble. Uh, I, I don't know. When You Dish Upon a Star, isn't that the, uh, the Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger episode? Yeah, it is. Which, I don't know, Matt. Again, it is, in retrospect, it is not nearly as bad as we thought it was at the time. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, it, it, we, I mean I'm, if you want to argue to put it higher, just argue you're right we're right here it's it's hard to balance this stuff because like we can put it higher but i also have to think about lenny and carl switching brains about like it's not just the good scenes you can't just have the good scenes you have to consider the 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 loser scenes in this thing as well there's like so much in this stuff that there it's not explained and they just paper over it um and maybe I would say the same if we rewrote some of these other well, these episodes we haven't watched in in five years or something. But mm-hmm. what do you think? Where do you think it goes? I mean, I'm fine with it. I, I think it's it's right below Winnie Dish Upon a Star, right above Saddlesore Galactica. I still can't forgive Furious D. It's above Saddlesore Galactica. Yes, but below the Kim Basinger Alec Baldwin episode. That's where I'm putting it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You need to rewatch every. What is see what we need to do, Matt, is rewatch literally every episode of The Simpsons. Reorder our list again. You know? Oh no 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 no! <laughs> and people complain that we put the skull years too low. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I think nah. we have them. We have them pretty high in some cases. Um, I don't. I I think I have to put. I think it has to go when you a uh, higher than when you dish upon a star. I think honestly, like the treehouse scene alone, Matt. The treehouse scene alone has to, I think, pulls it to above when you dish upon a star. There's nothing personal in when you dish upon a star. It's all about it's about empty celebrity worship, um, which is fine and good. But you know the, what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I will agree with you just because of how much I hated the lawnmowers. <laughs> I forgot about that. See, I've forgotten. Oh, I forgot all about yeah, yeah. that. Matt. Forgot we had to drink those. They weren't that bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They were terrible. They made me hurt. I mean, it's just what was it? Uh, what wheatgrass, vodka, and it, what was it? Vodka. That's, that's it. it. Is this vodka and wheatgrass? Yeah, that's, that's all it. there was. Vodka and wheatgrass juice. Yes. That wasn't that bad. You're just a baby. Mm-hmm. You need to drink some truly terrible stuff, and then you'll actually understand. Uh, it, it will. I'm sure it will all be horrible. It's just you. You, you just don't like your your mouth on fire, Matt. I mean, no, generally I don't. The ethanol burn, you don't want to... 
No. Breathe, breathe no. fire. Mm-hmm. All right. Holidays of Future Past. We're at a very conflicted uh, number 336. But I think that's a I think that's a reasonable compromise w- between what this episode is and isn't. Um, it's right below Homer Simpson and Kenny Trouble, right above when you dish upon a star. It's new number one forty five on our post golden years ranking. Um, if this whole episode was just the sweet family stuff, it would be so much higher. But unfortunately, it is not. Oh, yeah. Fortunately, it is not. Um, we're not done, Matt. Though. We're not done. We have one more thing to do, and that. That thing is do that one more question to answer, and that question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I mean, I'm with the kids. There's really no reason to keep this. Matt, how dare you? What you're gonna fire away that trial scene? I am. I don't think the rest of this episode is worth it because the jokes are so bad. I think it stays. Oh. You don't uh, you don't throw you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, Matt. I there's lots of I there's lots of you have to have room. I this is my ethos on art as a whole. So you have mm-hmm. to have room in your life for flawed art. Um for stories that aren't quite there because they have really fun things in them. A lot of my favorite art in general is stuff that is weird and strangely shaped, doesn't really fit. Um, is problems. And I'm not saying that Holidays of Future Past is like some masterpiece that we're, that with a diamond in the rough in it. No, it's a, it's mostly bad. But this treehouse scene, some of them, like the, the scene where Marge is like, oh, you, your, your father learned from his mistakes. There's these moments in there that I think are worth keeping. And if we throw out this episode, we lose them too. And I'd rather keep the good and, and, and a lot of bad than lose it all. Fine. You make a good point. The canon can have bad stuff in it. It's allowed to have some bad as as long as there's some good, you know. As long as you can have some, it's like a it's like a sausage, like a junk sausage, which has like some good. We're not going to sausages, all right. You 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 see way too many horrible sausages. I don't trust your your sausages, Mistress. Everyone, look up ordinary sausage on YouTube, okay? Mister oh, Sausage, he's a master, okay, of his art. And his art is making terrible sausages. <laughs> We're not done. We're not done yet. We have one more thing to do, and that we have to work our way down from the top of the list, answering the same question about every episode. We are at number one sixty nine, Matt. An old episode, season two. One fish, two Ooh. fish, blowfish, bluefish. Oh, I love that episode. It's absolutely in there. Yeah, it definitely stays. Uh, it's it, it, it's definitely a season two episode. It's kind of slow, a little ponderous, maybe even a little too maudlin and sad at times. Um, but it's very heartfelt and earnest as well, uh, and has some really fun jokes in it. Um, and of course, you keep it. I mean, we just kept holidays of future past. We're definitely going to keep one fish, two fish, blowfish, bluefish. But that's the question, right? That's the question. That is the question. It stays. So it's not. It's not a terrible week, man, because we got to. We didn't fire the cannon this week. I'm on record. If we don't fire the cannon, mm-hmm. it's not a bad week, right? Could be worse. <sighs> Matt, what's all those noises you're making today? You sound. You sound uh, I, uh, I, I guess I like uh, this even less than you did. I didn't like it a lot, man. I just like that. I, I all I'm thinking about is the trio scene. Okay, man. This is what like that's you gotta you gotta stop thinking about uh, monkey brains and. <laughs> Living trees and and Maud as a ghost wife, mm-hmm. 
You got to mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. the good stuff. Uh, the le- one good scene. No, not one good scene. Okay. There's other good scenes. You're the one who's like, I don't like all this because they talked about it. Inter- we got to focus. There's, there's plenty of good stuff in there. You're just a grump. You're just, you're just a grumpy, uh-huh. you grumpy boy. I am grumpy. It's, it, it's Friday and I'm stuck in front of my computer instead of, you know, vacuuming my car. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard life you live. Um, that's it for that. We can leave you, uh, before we do that. Our next episode is, um, our mailbag, our, our, our 500 episodes, spectacular mailbag, holiday mailbag, all wrapped up in one. We'll be again, reminding y'all that we'll be taking a break until the new year, uh, just to refresh ourselves a little bit, have a couple weeks without the Simpsons, uh, mostly a few couple weeks without bad Simpsons. And then hit it hard, start fresh, uh, and soon we'll have the bar rag episode. We'll, uh, have, we'll yeah. have the bar rag episode soon enough. But uh, just a reminder, y'all, won't be here after next after next week. We'll be kicking a few weeks off, um, as much as my workaholic brain tells me not to. But mail back next week. I'm Robbie. Uh, let's see. No, you find our website. I don't say that yet. I say website simpsonshow.com has links to everything. We're not on Spotify. If you haven't realized that yet, people still are emailing me. Why aren't you on Spotify? Because they took us off. I can't. I don't know why. Because we have the words The Simpsons in our title of our podcast. It's the most annoying thing in the world. There's a million other podcasts that also do this exactly the same thing we're doing. But because we are called The Simpsons Show, we get t- taken off Spotify. Uh, it's very obnoxious. There's no room for nuance on the internet. Um, my website is RobbieDorman.com. My name is Robbie Dorman. That's Dorman with one O. I have a bunch of books, a bunch of horror books. I have 14 books out. Go check them out. You can buy them wherever, literally, wherever you buy books, you can buy them. Go to my website, RobbieDorman.com. Buy signed books. I'll ship them directly to you. If you if you do it when you hear this, I, you'll probably get it before Christmas. If you want to have a Christmas, uh, uh, give your uh, some spooky friend uh, a horror book that they'll love uh, and cherish and uh, the gift of a new favorite author. Cause obviously it would be their new favorite author. Clearly Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That is true. I spent all my time trying to take care of cats. Uh, you can see these adorable cats on kittenturns.org. K I T T I N T E R N S.org. Uh, currently I have one who is trying to eat me out of house and home, including eating me. You can see her adorable butt, and if you'd like to possibly, I don't know, maybe adopt her, uh, you can check her out and send me a message. What, what is this, a website, Matt? It is. A website? What, mm-hmm. Who uses websites? Uh, people who don't want their crap to get taken down repeatedly. Uh, oh, you want to own your own uh, web, your own like presence, web presence? You want to own that and not have someone it's else control it? It's a weird thought, right? That is weird. Man, it's weird. Why would you want that, though? <laughs> Hey, for more, check out the Simpsons show.com. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that'll do it. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you guys have said it. <laughs>